I'm not trying to be that guy in 2020. Nah. I can't believe it's going to be 2020, man. Yeah, decade, man. Oh, crazy. New decade. I wonder what Buster Rhymes think about this. <laughs> 2020 thing. Because in 99, he was just like. Oh, he was on it. You could not tell him in 99 that he was still going to be here today. Right. I know he's happy to be alive, man. I know. I, I see it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, There's only four kids left. Right. 96, right. 95. He was like, yo, it's, it's over. It's a wrap. It's done. When disaster strikes. <laughs> Extinction level event. Right. Like, what, what What? business was he neglecting when he was talking oh, that God. five years left shit? It's I like, have no idea. Yo, bus, man, you might want to say something to show money, man. <laughs> Why, nigga? It's only four years left. <laughs> Hey, Bus, you might not want to go raw with that girl. Why? There's only five years left. I'm going raw. Why? Bus, you might not want to splooge in her. Why, fool? There's only two years left. The baby now, everybody going to be dead. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. You know. <laughs> Out, man, uh, you couldn't tell him nothing. Nah. Between 95 to 1999 <laughs> at midnight, man. He probably committed mad atrocities. <laughs> you smacking people <laughs> random. Right, right, bus, man. Don't smack the parking lot attendant. Why, fool? There's only one year left. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, goodness. <laughs> he was doing everything, man. I would have loved to hang out with him during that time. <laughs> you imagine it would have been great oh god and then, then the, the clock strikes midnight at, oh, at 2000 right. just to see his face like oh <laughs> I'm sick I'm gonna have to apologize to some people <laughs> I guess I gotta put out a new ring yeah I guess I gotta keep going now uh, let me hit up old girl to apologize <laughs> guess I gotta take care of these kids pay this child support now I thought he was not gonna be here I got 27 kids now. <laughs> oh. oh, shoot. Oh. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess we got a podcast. Yeah, we do. Super duty tough work, man. Oh, goodness. That is hilarious. We here. We here, man. Oh, God, man. Whew. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's December, man. It is. You know, we back on the block trying to trying to knock out this this 30 days of discipline challenge. Yes, sir. And uh, things are moving, uh, as T.I. would say, expeditiously. Expeditiously. <laughs> yeah, expeditiously. <laughs> you know. And so, uh, you know, we knocking the shit out, man. We grinding and we still doing the podcast, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, man. All right, today. Today, we talking about. This is a hip hop week, mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk about the best rappers mm -hmm. with the worst production. Man, this is something that people have this conversation all the time, mm -hmm. but I don't know if they ever really just like make the list. Yeah, 
of the guys who mm-hmm. like and dive in a little bit yeah because it's a lot of rappers who are really really dope mm-hmm. but their production never matches their skill level ever ever yeah. you, you never listen to a record of theirs and be like word and the only time that they get on something that does match their skill level <laughs> it's a feature yeah yeah you know what I'm saying? and even then sometimes they still on a wag beat yeah so you know you never look to them for production anymore right right and so uh this episode is about those guys the guys who are great rappers mm-hmm. and their production is not so great mm-hmm. and uh we'll take a break and we'll be right back all right we got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping the culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free huh. so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Yeah, man. So, uh, okay. I mean, let me pull up this list thing. Yeah. All right, folks. Are we starting from the top or are we going to well, go I, from... Well, I couldn't find an exact order. So okay. what do you think? We should start from the bottom? Because I think Nine the one, one you got as number one... Should we, we should end there? I think we should end there because he, the, <laughs> he is like one of the biggest culprits. Okay. Yeah, we'll end there. Jeezy's the biggest culprit. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay. We'll start at the bottom, folks. Mm-hmm. This is honorable mention. And this is only honorable mention because, well, I'll say his name first. Number nine, Feral Munch. Now, Feral Munch, to anybody who raps, has to be no less than the top five ten rappers. They're all, all the time. All the time. There's no... Is there a bad Feral Munch verse? I haven't really heard one. I, don't, I can't no. remember one. I can't think of one. He, he's he's like that guy. And he's been for a long time. Long time. Like late like, 90s? Yeah. Like Easily. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think like his 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 run as a rapper right. has been incredible. Incredible. But you very rarely listen to this record like, oh, yeah, man, the beats on that yeah, record. Yeah, them joints. Oh. They don't really reach his level of rapping. You never go to a Feral Monch record for the beats. <laughs> Hell no. Like, you're not. And, and the thing is, you listen to a Feral Monch record and you don't care about the beats because the rapping is so good. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the beats are just good like yeah they're good enough all you need is a drum and a bass line just let them rap you <laughs> yeah, know what i'm saying like yeah. you don't really need nothing crazy <laughs> just give him some drums and a bass line and let him do what he do yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying like you you know despite the the beats you go listen <laughs> yeah. to a feral monch record yeah i agree man yeah so like i've rolled some notes and like 
his and the, the reason he's an honorable mention to me mm-hmm. is because like he actually has some solid albums. Oh, his albums are good. They're solid. Yeah. Like I I, list, I re-listened today and I was like, you know what? They're solid. Mm-hmm. I can't say he's put out a whack album. No. But he's got this habit on his albums of starting really strong. <sighs> It's like the first three, four joints. <laughs> yeah, that's bangers. Bangers. Right around track five, the production, he'll try to hit you with a commercial joint, mm-hmm. then a sing-songy joint, mm-hmm. then some crazy sense shit that don't make sense, and then he'll <laughs> hit you with another banger that was like songs one through five. Right. Then he'll take two more tracks off, hit you with one more good song, two more bad songs, and that's it. Right. Yep. And the production is just like this mm-hmm. and it and it does this downward thing when you think about it from the beginning it's like oh man his records all start out really great mm-hmm. but it, it, they're not bad records though right because you can still say oh he's still got five really good songs in this record yeah seven good songs in this record out of or, or you know seven things i can play out of 12 songs and even the songs that are bad if you just listen to him rap, the raps are still so good. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that you you might like, well, maybe I listen to that just to hear that verse again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's not joints that you're going to bump. No. You know, like he got a couple records that I play, yeah. you know, like Desire. Yeah. Desire. There's this 2006. I'm like that record is is the epitome of what I talked about because mm-hmm. it's like it starts off really solid. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that every beat is either A or F. Mm hmm. And for him, it's like, man, all of this amazing rhyming you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Can you just swap out three or four of them beats? Mm-hmm. But something just. And but the thing is with him, I think that it's not that the beat is an A. Yeah, it's just compared to the F's. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an A. We great. You want a curve? Yeah, is what you said. You, yeah, man. Because if he had some Just Blaze production on there, them A's would be C's. That's true. That's you know true. what I'm saying? That's very true. Like, that's let's very be real. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> let's be real. Yeah, he ain't got nothing on that level. Nah, nah. He ain't nah. got no like true bangers. Like he makes really good songs. Yes, he's a good writer. Yeah, and he's a great rapper. Yeah, he doesn't have those beats where you're like. Anybody would sound great on this. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Doesn't you don't matter. have those. Yeah, where some guys got those beats where you're like, look, you could have put the worst rapper on this mm-hmm. and it would sound dope. Exactly. You know, he doesn't have those. No, he does not. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. But, you know, I, I have noticed that he's been getting better. Oh, yeah. Like his last two, three records, mm-hmm. he's been more consistent. He's been fixing that problem with the end of his albums. Mm-hmm. And it's just overall more consistent, yeah. which is good. He's still not there when you consider like, how incredibly dope he is at rapping. I think he tries too hard to make concept records. Instead of, like, all of his records pretty much have been concept records for the most part. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. If he would just bar out for about (laughs) eight to ten joints, just give us bars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would probably be like one of the greatest records ever. Yeah, you're trying too hard, Pharaoh. Like even even just <laughs> had a roots, had a roots produce it. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. don't even got to go to premiere or no. You know no, what I'm saying? No, like no. just do a, what Black Thought did, basically. Basically, <laughs> with his two solo EPs, exactly. Because all he did was just bar out on those. Bar There's out. No real nope. concepts on those records, and they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah, Black Thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's Pharaoh Munch. That's our honorable mention. Mm-hmm. And we got eight of these joints. So we're going to go to the next guy. Number eight is Joe Budden. 
a lot of people, if you haven't really been paying attention in the last eight to 10 years, you forget how good of a rapper Joe Button really oh my is. God. Because he's been in all this, you know, online stuff. He's kind of mm. like a media person mm. slash, you know, social media celebrity. Reality star. Reality star. And people forget that this guy was one of the dopest rappers who Amazing. kind of, after 50 Cent started the mixtape thing, mm -hmm. Joe Budden was the next guy. Oh my God. Who was just putting out mixtapes where it was just nothing but bars. Mm. Like five minute songs, seven minute songs. No hooks. No hooks. Like his song, All of Me. Oh my God. That shit brought tears to my eyes. Don't that joint just fade out? Yeah, he's still it rapping. Yeah, fades out. He's still rapping. Oh my God. He's got so many amazing lines on that song. Oh. And it's like heartfelt pain. You're just yes. like, but it's, it's so great. You're like, yo. This dude is one of the best writers I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And people forget that now, but his career has been marred mm -hmm. by not having production that matched what he was doing. Right. His production is okay. And, and mood music, it was started out as a mixtape thing, right? Mm -hmm. But then I think he just started trying to make them real albums because he's like, people don't want to really hear my real albums. So let right. me just turn mood music into the album shit and he shouldn't know like what was it Mo Mo music three was the one wasn't it with all of me on it i think that might have been three yeah three or two i can't remember but yeah yeah that one man oh, oh so much stuff oh god yeah and then and my problem with with a lot of his stuff is that the production on there it doesn't sound fully produced yeah i would agree it like, sounds kind of like he gets a beat cd from somebody mm-hmm loops it up and just goes without going back to arrange it mm -hmm. around what he's doing. Yeah, like a lot of the beats sound a little empty to me. Yeah. You know, like not a lot of bottom, very, a lot of mid action. Yeah. With, you know, and it sounds like the beats are doing too much behind him. Oh, yeah. But they're not mixed well enough to where it's like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's simple stuff that I think that if he was really collaborating with those people, mm -hmm. it would get fixed. Right. Right. You know how it was when we would do records. You'd rhyme over the sequence. Mm -hmm. I'd listen to it. I'd go home, disappear for a while, mm -hmm. and then I would make it tweaks, tweak it around your mm -hmm. vocals. I don't think he's ever done that with anybody. Yeah, no. I, I think he's just like fuck it. It's 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 just bars. Mm -hmm. I don't care about the beats. Right, and I think that's why his records have never really stuck. Right, from his first record to 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 now, he gets a little better. Mm -hmm. But I kind of feel like when I was going through this list, like if a guy goes more than two records for back in production yeah stigma yeah it's bad can't come back from that nope in people's minds they're like needs better beats mm -hmm. all the time <laughs> so so joe budden probably got it right in like 2012 <laughs> right we just like heard it nah we've been we 2000 like, bad beats. 2007 we was out bro <laughs> it's possible it is possible because feral munch was kind of like that mm -hmm. i'm like, like wait a minute you got some joints yeah you got it together yeah, you started yeah, learning yeah. it there's a couple other people on this on this list where they kind of oh yeah got it together yeah but it took them six to ten years <laughs> right like, are we supposed to wait you're around some of the greatest <laughs> producers ever yeah. and you keep picking boo boo the fool from <laughs> off your block making beats in his basement yeah. don't know how to mix a snare <sighs> It's bad. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So that's Joe Button at number eight. Mm. Okay, we're going to go to number seven. <laughs> and number seven, you know, this is just, we're going gonna to ride up the street for this one. Because uh -huh. this is one of his homies. <laughs> going right up the street. Number seven, best rapper with the worst beats, Royce the 5'9", pre- 
prime. Pre-prime. Pre-prime. Because prime, every beat <laughs> on those records, bang it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's primo. Yeah. And Adrian Young. Oh, man. I got some noise. For, okay. So his first record, 2002, Rock City. Mm. <laughs> Intro beat is good. <laughs> Friend beat is dope. Primo did it. Mm-hmm. Nickel Nine beat, dope. And then I, I wrote notes like, this album sounds a lot like a bad Nas album. <laughs> Because, you know, the funny thing is like, because, you know, a bad Nas album, it'll have like six mediocre to bad beats in a row. Mm-hmm. And then it'll sprinkle in one primo joint. Right. And then it'll make another five or six <laughs> back ones. And then there's another primo joint. Right. Dog, this, that's what Royce did for the first six years of his career. Wow. Royce the five nine was making bad Nas <laughs> records. Sprinkling. <laughs> Sprinkling one primo, primo beat joint. every five tracks. Dang. Dog. <laughs> Google this. It'll it'll blow your mind. I was like, what does this record remind me of? That's oh, funny. a shitty Nas record. That's funny as hell. <laughs> Rock that, Rock City, two thousand two, bad Nas record. Mm. Build and Destroy, two thousand three, really bad Nas record. Death is Certain, two thousand four. He started getting them together. Yeah, it's a little better. I remember I bought that one in Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Little better, but nah. still got the premier beat that pops in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> to make it like mm-hmm. a Nas record again, it's but, like a slightly better Nas record. And he, but he's an amazing rapper. Yeah, his bars are great. The when he tells a story, yes, like he's a very, very, yes. very good rapper. Yeah, I think the thing that saved Royce and allowed him to make it to the prime era of mm-hmm. his uh, career is the bar exam mixtapes. Oh yes, because oh. if when I go back and I look at this, these records. Prior to that, I was like, yo, this dude was not cracking like that. Mm-hmm. But when those bar exams came out, he was because then he got to rap over the best beats. Right. That was everybody else's beats. Yeah, exactly. For the first time, you never had to worry about his production. Like, yo, these are crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was all the best popular beats. Mm-hmm. And he murdered them. Destroyed them. Harder than the people who did them originally. Yep. And then it's like, oh, Royce is the man. <laughs> yeah. So then you're like, man, if this guy ever gets good production. Mm hmm. It's a rap. Yep. And he finally got good. Enter pro- Prime. Yes, Enter Prime. <laughs> and like he got a little bit better with the stuff with the with the crew stuff. With uh gosh, oh, the, like um, um with Button and um yeah. Eye, uh, Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse. He got a little better there, mm-hmm. but you started getting used to hearing him over good beats with the bar exam. And then I don't think he could go back to that subpar shit after that. Right. At the bar exam. He's like, you know what, man? People are used to hearing me over the best shit just because he's mixtapes. So now I'm. I've almost forgotten about the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of turned it around mm-hmm. in the last seven to nine years of his career. And he did release a record without Primo. Um, I forget the name of it. Um, the Book of Ryan. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and a that joint. record was really good. Like it was. Yeah. It was kind. It was a concept record, and it was a lot of stories about his life and like yeah. real introspective. It was actually a really good record. The beats were okay. Yeah. But the fact that it was a concept record and the fact that he's yeah. the last writer. Yeah. Like it worked. Yeah. He's dope. He's super dope. It's a shame that like you know you look at his early career that shit was was really bad. Like not correct. straight up bad Nas records. Like they are really sequenced like a bad Nas record where you get all hyped at the <laughs> intro. <laughs> right. <laughs> the first song is I because he's still hyped as theory. Uh, it gets bad and hit you with a primo joint track four. Yeah. Wake like, you back up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then it's just just whack beat after whack beat and you just forget the record like this is not a good record but now he's he's pretty much put out more 
records with dope production mm-hmm. than bad production now. yeah yeah and so he's on the other side which shows that you don't have to have whack beats forever no you don't like just make the choice <laughs> like you you have access we've talked about the access yes you have access yeah call pete rock ah Please, could you imagine just the dope beats he gets just sent to him that will never just even the no name producers mm-hmm. who just send him fire every day. Flames. He probably didn't listen to that. Shit. Probably not. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, that's a release to five nine man. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Yeah. If you've been listening to the podcast recently, then you know I've been working on a brand new book that I hope to have out in the next couple of months. But. In the meantime, I'm here to let you guys know that all three of my first books are back in stock at waitlist.net. That means Adventures in Counterculture book, back in stock. Word is blog, back in stock. And my most recent book, What a Night, a book about the worst shows of my career is back in stock. All back in stock and you can get all three of those for just $25 on waitlist.net. Once again, all three of my books are available for just $25 on waitlist.net. Back to the show. All right, folks, we back talking about the best rappers with the worst production. There's a lot of them out there. <laughs> There's a lot of them You know, out we there. got some names left. Uh, you know, we ain't said them. I know you know we probably going to get to them mm-hmm. if you're sitting at home listening. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we are now on number six. Mm working our way up number six is lupe fiasco his first record was good yes second record had some joints on it had some bad joints on it yeah then after that it was a wrap <laughs> i love lupe i know you do i love lupe i know i hurt you to super, say that i'm a super fan of lupe still i'm still a fan of lupe such a good rapper great rapper yeah dog come on <laughs> It's true though. Come on, because you know I went back and re-listened today, uh-huh. and my notes pretty much say the same thing. That <laughs> his first record, uh-huh. it's way better than I remembered it being. Right, because good songs. On yeah, there. when I first when it first came uh-huh. out, I was like, yeah, it's cool. I think I probably wasn't necessarily to him as a rapper then, mm-hmm. but now I went back and just listened to Strictly Production Day, and it's got some dope beats on it, mm-hmm. and it's by far his best record. Exactly. The second record, so that's two thousand six, mm-hmm. two thousand seven. The cool came out. And that record just sounds like after the fourth track, mm-hmm. it's not a good record. And it, it has a couple of songs. It has a couple good songs. A couple on good it. songs on it, but but it sounds like some of the beats don't sound finished. No, you know no, what I'm saying? No, like no, no, it's no. I don't know. I, I, no. And it was it was supposed to be a concept. What is it about the concept records that puts people in these positions where they feel like they can't pick dope beats because they don't understand how to make a concept? It's like yo. Just because you want have a concept you're writing about don't mean you got to rap over some bullshit to execute right. it. Like you can rap over a really dope beat that's about something, too. They don't have to be like, well, let me pick this beat so that I can shine. Right. And so make, they can listen to lyrics. Yeah, so they can make sure they understand what's going on. That's bullshit. Nah, man. Yeah. Like, so this is 2007. Album Coolest is Dope. Superstar is Cool. Paris Tokyo, Solid. Starts out solid and takes a nosedive four tracks into it. Production on the last two thirds of the album is pretty bad. Mm. Lasers, we've talked about this one on the on the, on the podcast. One he ain't even like he didn't even like this one, mm-hmm. and I know why because mm-hmm. every song sounds like him and uh, Coldplay. Like they try to make <laughs> like every song sounds like a Lupe Coldplay collaboration. Yeah, yeah, with yep. some fake like indie rock drums mm-hmm. and the, the guitars and synths. It's very, very, very formulaic, and it's like. 
it has no cohesion to it. Right. Um, but yeah, like you're saying, so then, and that was 2011. He comes back in 2015. I'm thinking he's going to be rocking. Okay. Tetsu on the youth. First beat, crazy. Uh, Blur My Hands beat, uh, really mm. dope. Mm. Little Death beats dope. Chopper's dope. That's cla- That's about it. That's it. The last half of two thirds, like you're saying, super conceptual stuff is not good. Mm-mm. Very forgettable production. And so, so think about it. From 2006 to 2015, basically, that's almost 10 years without having a, a record with solid production. Right. I mean, at least 50% of the record should have good beats. Right. But he's like on one third of it and he's just like, it's cool. Mm. And uh, it's a shame because he can really rap his ass off. Yes. Uh, and he's my, one of the best. He's one, he's another one of those writers. Yes. That just comes up with dope concepts. Yes. Lyrically amazing. Word flips, patterns, all of that stuff, yep. schemes. Yes. He's he's crazy with it. It gives you everything. Yeah. Except production. <laughs> <laughs> Except picking good beats. Yeah, it's true. Motherfucker can't pick a beat to save his life. Come on, bro. <laughs> and you know what the funny one is? It's like he picks generic shit. Right. Because I'm like, it's not that the beat just is whack. Like, not only does it not fit you, it's generic as fuck. Like it sounds bad trap beats. Yeah, he picks bad like his new stuff when he does a lot of the double time and stuff. Yeah. Like it's like he's trying to be he's trying to do intellectual rap over trap, and yeah. it doesn't work because no. it doesn't fit him. Mm-mm. He needs some boom bap shit with some hard drums, yes, loud snares yep. and some samples, and just and, and rap. Yeah, and rap. Yeah, man. And if you're gonna like you're saying, if you're gonna do some trap shit, get the best trap producer. Yeah, get, get, get Metro Boomin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Get, cool, get the guy. Get Mike Will made it. Come on, like, man. Come on. You don't have to rhyme over generic shit yes. that doesn't fit you. And sit with them. Collab with them. Mm-hmm. And let them do something that 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 uh, complements your style. I don't feel like he does that. All the songs on this Tetsu and the Youth record sound like he left the vocals in the studio and producer just showed up and just remixed it and with a bunch of vocalists it's like okay we're gonna take your verse to put over this beat yeah. and we can take your verse put over that beat it doesn't sound like he like wrote these things to that mm-hmm. it sounds like some Frankenstein type song right <laughs> <laughs> it's a lie it is it's just a Frankenstein album <laughs> take the arm from over there take your eyeball <laughs> take this motherfucking torso <laughs> We got a record. Lupe Alpha. Right. Done. Come yeah. soon. Well, yeah, that's number that's Lupe. That's number six. Mm. Okay, number five. <laughs> this one almost goes without saying. But we gotta get into number five. Number five is hold on. Can I bus? <sighs> he never had a good beat. <laughs> he could have been number one. He could have been. He was supposed to be. He could. He was next. <sighs> Ain't never had a good beat. Can even, you, even um second round knockout wasn't a good beat. It was high. It was I because of the nature of the song because we right. wanted to hear the lyrics so bad. But like you said, like you said, that's not some shit you would play next to no no real fire. No, and be like, oh, okay, anybody would sound dope over it. No, hell no. <laughs> I remember hearing that instrumental like it maybe like five years ago or something. Like yeah. this is not tight. Like I was hearing it like this is not dope. <laughs> like y'all got to play the song for it to be interesting. The yes, beat is not dope. No, no, no. It ain't got much going on in there, man. Yeah, the thing about cannabis that's wild is like. I can't remember a rapper that we grew up with that had a bigger buzz than him going into his solo record. Mm-hmm. Like you think about like the features he was doing, he pretty much was right there on, on the cusp of that mixtape thing where guys were starting to really just get loose with like 
32, 64, mm-hmm. 100 bar verses. Mm-hmm. And this dude really came out of nowhere and became that guy in like one year. Yes. To where like he gets signed and they're just like, okay, now he's about to be the guy. You're like, yes, he's going to change the industry. Mm-hmm. The real rap is coming back. Right. And his album was complete trash. Well, Wyclef was the executive producer. Yeah. Why? I think Wyclef just had to do it to get the record out. Because I don't feel like Wyclef even really did beats on that record. I don't know if he did or not, but it was... It don't sound like no Wyclef shit. No, it doesn't. But I'm just saying, like, it doesn't seem like Wyclef would be the right choice to be the executive producer for a cannabis record. Yeah, well, you know, Wyclef, I'm trying to think, Fuji's was what year? What year did that Fuji's record <laughs> blow up? 90, the, the, the 95, 96? Yeah, because Can I Bust was 98. Mm. So you got to understand how hot Wyclef was right. after that record. And then I want to, I wonder where your Carnival came out too. It yeah. probably was, I mean, around why, there. Yeah. And Carnival, I just listened to that. Like that that's, gets regular rotation. Yeah. It's that, still good. He had the green light of green lights. <laughs> right. You want to do something? <laughs> right. do it. Do oh, it. you random rapper <laughs> off the street, Cannabis? Fuck it, Wyclef will make that shit crack. I mean, think about it. This motherfucker made Proswell crack. Right. The Fuji's first record was terrible. Oh, it was horrible. And then he comes. Two good songs. Two good songs. One was a remix. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> he comes back, does his second album, Diamond. <laughs> Diamond. Of course they're going to give this fool the green light. Created stars out of everyone. <laughs> Proz couldn't rap. No. I think Proz's solo even did well. He did some numbers. He did platinum. At least go. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're probably thinking, if anybody can make cannabis sell, mm-hmm. it's Wyclef. Yeah. He made him like Proz well. Right. Why not? Cannabis can out-rap him. We know that much. <laughs> right, right. And it just didn't work, man. Uh. Like, the record, like... Only good beats on there. Second round knockout. It's not that crazy, like you mm-hmm. said. Get retarded, which is okay. Yeah, get retarded is okay. Yeah, and you know what the thing, too, we got to preface this is that 98 was still like the boom bap era. I know. There was a lot of fire coming out in this era. Like, so it still was the raucous era. It was still like, you know, ABB records. Like, it was, there was a lot of, you know, uh, like, I mean, Gangstar was gang- still making yes. records. Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Primo was, it was like, coming out of the prime primo like still still the man primo yes yes yeah you know what i'm saying yeah pete rock was still around yeah at the prime tribe i mean the uma yeah. like come on <laughs> anybody come on bro <laughs> did they lie to produce your record yeah i only got count like one two three four there's four solid beats mm. the rest are bad and you know the thing that he dropped another record Two years later. And it was just as bad. Just it as was bad. actually probably worse. Uh, this dude had a song on there called I'll Bust Him, You Punish Him. <laughs> the funny thing about cannabis, though, he's got he's got a he's got a two-headed problem. Because his number one problem is that he picks bad beats. His mm-hmm. number two problem is that he writes corny songs. Corny. His concept songs are so bad. Corny. Just rap, dude. <laughs> just do some, you know, I'm better than you are. I'll crush your head. You yeah, know, like that's all he need to do. It's yeah, kind of they're so weird. It so like, bad. <laughs> so bad. But think, what would have happened if he would have got great production on that record? He would have blew. Think of what Group Home did at that time, a few years prior. And Group Home was I rapper. I like. Think but they what, had that production. J. Rue the damage. Oh, you mean to tell me that if you put cannabis over that J. Rue's production? Mm. 
he wouldn't still be considered mm. one of the tightest rappers ever. Mm. He'd have a classic. Yes. You take those rhymes and you put them over Groupon. Mm. This is a rap. It's a rap. But this motherfucker couldn't even get one underground <laughs> banger. No. He don't have no joints that we play out. The closest he got is Cigarette <laughs> Knockout. And yeah. That shit, it, it's worn out. Because it was timely. That's the main reason people like it. Mm-hmm. Like a, a diss song is so different. It's hard to judge it in the context of somebody's career because right. everybody was checking. Mm-hmm. Same thing for like Ether. Mm-hmm. Is the beat dope for Ether? No. But is it a classic diss song? Hell yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, he goes in on Jay on that shit. Right. So it's like, it's hard to judge those songs. They get graded on a curve. But yeah. when you look back and you just, if you take second round knockout off this album. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Man, it wouldn't have hit its mark at all. People was like, oh, man, it's one of the worst produce, produced albums ever. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's pretty bad. Yeah. But that's Cannabis, and Cannabis is number five. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go to number four. Okay. <laughs> number four, Capadonna. See, I've never heard a Capadonna album. What? You never heard The Village? No. You know, you're actually lucky, because I was going to say, how could you not? And I'm like, no, it wasn't fire. It was awful. I never heard any Cap- solo Capadonna albums because... I never liked him by himself. I heard songs. <laughs> I never liked full Capadonna songs. I liked him yeah. in the company of Ghostface and Raekwon. Yeah. Never liked him by himself, so I never checked for it. Think about this dude. Classic Versus, Winter Wars mm. by Ghostface from the Iron Man album, 1996. Mm-hmm. Ice Cream mm-hmm. by Raekwon, 1995. Kame from Ghostface. Mm-hmm. And Iron Man, 96. Daytona 500, mm-hmm. same record, 96. 97 Mentality, single. 97. Woo Wear. Mm-hmm. 96. This dude was set up. His record came out in 98. He was set up to be that guy. Can you set up a rapper that any better than that? Dog, you're on classic Wu-Tang songs. Ice Cream, Winter mm-hmm. Wars, and he was killing them. Yes. His, his verses are memorable. <laughs> his verses are memorable, and his style was so, like, it fit well with the Wu. Yeah. You know? I just couldn't get into him by itself. Like oh, I said, I heard a few solo bro. joints, and I wasn't... Mm. His singles, what was bad about The Pillage was that the two singles were crazy. Like, the, uh, the Milk This Cow and Slang uh, Editorial, they're produced by True Master. Okay. So, it's got that classic fucking Wu-Tang swing, soul sample shit. You're like, oh, this record about to be crazy. Oh, <laughs> and then there's the only two joints. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's not only bad. It's awful really you know when when rizzo would make an awful beat uh-huh. you'd be like what the fuck were y'all on dust <laughs> right it's got a lot of dust head bad production on it the pillage is by far the worst wu-tang record across all of them and all of their affiliates ever even you got even you got <sighs> you got is better than fuck his record is not as bad as capadonna's record capadonna's record is awful if you were to take slang editorial and and milk this cow off that that album, bruh. You would just be like, how did this get released to the public? <laughs> this is, is that bad? it's awful. I gotta listen. Listen to it, to it just to just to, to get it. Yeah, it's so bad, bruh. And to think this guy was set up, he could have been at Raekwon. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Ghostface level. Mm-hmm. If he would have dropped the dope record right then, he was set to blow the fuck up mm-hmm. because he was him and and Killer Priest. Yeah, were really the two. First two affiliate guys to right, pop, right. and it's like, yo, Piccolo Priest record was a classic. Yeah, yeah, heavy mental. Yeah, heavy he mental. did his job. Yeah, he did his job. He carried the torch. <laughs> right. Capital. No man, 
absolutely not. I gotta hear it. I, I gotta listen to it. Yeah, it's god awful. Yeah, because when I saw his name on the list, I was like, okay, I got it. I'm sure Prince has a reason because I didn't know. You Wu, know Wu Tang fans at home, uh huh, weigh in on this <laughs> in the comment section. <laughs> we, I think we can all agree that the pillage is easily one of the worst, if not the, by far the worst Wu Tang record ever dropped. Wow. By them and all their crew. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, wow. it's bad. Like, I thought the RZA had a couple duds in his catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I wasn't a fan of Bobby Digital. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of a lot of the RZA's solo joints. Right. But this record, though, mm-hmm. production, it's embarrassingly bad. Dang. You say, you talking like it's, it's, that, it's that bad, dog? Come on, man. I got to hear it. I got to listen now. This was a cash grab. I feel got. Mm-hmm. I paid for that record. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you get got. They got me, man. So that's Captain Don't Donald. Give me. <laughs> <laughs> me, give me. Yeah, I got got. So that's number four. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back. Yeah. What up, everybody? Quick reminder Super Duty Tough Work hoodies back in stock. We got smalls back in stock. Medium back in stock. Large back in stock. Extra large back in stock. 2XL sold out already. My bad, y'all. But yeah, every other size of the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie is back in stock and available at waitlist.net. Go there, order yours, and support the movement. Rep the squad. Back to the show. All right. We back in this motherfucker. Yeah. Leaving no great rapper spared from our rap. (laughs) Right, right. If you're a great rapper, understand. This hurts us more than it's going to hurt you. It does. It is kind of painful. Yeah. The fact that some of these rappers I really, really, really enjoy (laughs) as rappers. And when they drop a record, I get sad because I know, (laughs) like, I'm I'm, going to check it out. But I know. (laughs) Your heart broke before you even listen to it. It's like, I know it's going to be bad beats on there. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. I already know what it is. Yeah, man. It makes you really appreciate, like, the jobs that really good producers do mm-hmm. you know like sometimes like you're saying like a pete rock a premiere like guys who will do a whole record with somebody and you know uh and make it just sound dope mm-hmm. you know and just sit there and, and mold it and sculpt it and they make guys some guys are marginally talented mm-hmm. but they're making damn near classic records with these guys right and we got guys who can rhyme circles around those guys and they can't even make four good songs yeah and you go it also makes you appreciate rappers with good ears yeah. That can pick good beats too. Yeah, that's a skill in itself. That is a skill. I mean, like, you know, love them or hate them. Jay Z can pick some fucking beats. Yeah, Rick Ross can pick. Ross some can pick beats. some fucking beats. Kanye, producer, yeah. but yeah, if you know, a, yeah, he he can over. If you take the last five years of his career out, yeah, his ear for beats is great. Very very yeah, good, man. Like right. mop. Come on. I mean, even Lil Wayne can pick good beats. Yeah. He picks some horrible beats too. Every now and again. But he yeah. can pick he picks pretty good fucking beats. Yeah, it's a skill. Yeah. It's like you can rap. It's, you're doing yourself a disservice by not picking right. good beats. You know what I mean? It's, like you ain't like you're good. Yeah. If you're when you're on that level, it's not enough just to be a good rapper. It's yeah. not enough to be just a dope rapper. You have to have banging production as well. Yes. To stay on that level of sales and popularity and shit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So number three. Mm. Raz Cass. Now this, so disappointing. What some people may not know. We're mm. old enough to know this. Yes. That at one point in time, there was probably a year long period where Raz Cass's name 
was mentioned as the West Coast Nas. Yep. Prior to Solo Nice coming out, like yeah, he was the he was the man. If you were online talking hip hop, Razzcast versus Nas debates were an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. I remember this. I mm-hmm. was like, who's this Razzcast guy? I would not have heard of him. Have people on the West Coast, and I'd be like, he's about to beat it as Nas. Razzcast is better. Yeah. Wait till y'all hear Solo Nice. Uh-huh. Everywhere you went, you were like, who is this Razzcast guy? And he had some features that made you say, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He might do something. But when this record came out, Solo Nice came out. What year did Solo Nice come out? Let's talk about Razzcast. It came out in 1996. Mm. To be honest, it only got like four good beats on it. Good if beat. that it's like if that marinating marinating just because it got that it west coast good. that feel good vibe yeah. it's some vibe music yeah but he was thought to be the best rapper the west had produced to that point yeah like he was like oh no nah, he's going he was to that guy yeah we y'all y'all got Nas. we got razzcast mm-hmm. marinating was okay drama was cool even what men do yeah miami life soul a nice title track now none of those are like bangers like we're talking about in the context of this album, they're solid. Mm-hmm. They're not whack. But that's only like five tracks out of like 12. And overall, I would give the production out of 10, well, I'll say a letter grade. I'd give it a C minus a D. Oh, yeah, easily. You know, at the most a C. Yeah, like C is being nice. Yeah, I'm being kind because yeah. he still wrote some good songs. Exactly, he's some a of that great bullshit. writer, great rapper. Yeah, because even like Nature of a Threat is not like a great beat. Oh no, it's not. It's not. It's pretty. Sparse. But it's just so he kills so come. hard on it. It's like yeah. you could not have written a better song. <laughs> right, you got you let this. that one pass. Yeah, it's yeah. like fuck the beat. Yeah, right. on this one you got it, Razzcast. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, so that record kind of put him in a fucked up position because now you got the guy who's hailed as the next Nas mm-hmm. from the West Coast mm-hmm. who flops on his debut album mm-hmm. because the production was whack. Yep. So he comes back two years later. Rassassination. Rassassination. Now, let me tell you the irony of this shit that I forgot about. There's an interlude on this record with him and Mac-10. Do you remember that? And Mac-10 says... Hey man, what's up with you, Razzcast? Razzcast, oh man, just working on this record, man. And, and, and Mac 10 says, Oh, word, man, we've been waiting on that. But the streets been talking about you, man. What the streets been saying about me? Well, the streets been saying that, you know, your beats is kind of delicate. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. And Razzcast <laughs> says, What? Fuck a beat. I'm a lyricist, nigga. <laughs> I don't give a damn about no goddamn beat. Okay. This is track four or five. I remember, I remember it vaguely. I gotta listen to that again. <laughs> Dog, he has an interlude about having whack beats. And, and he says, in. fuck it. He says, fuck it. On his whole record, he just says he don't care. Hey, that answers the question. <laughs> so for those at home wondering what this record sound like, <laughs> sounds like a dude said, fuck it. I'm a lyricist. I'm a lyricist. You know where he stands. But but um, in all in all seriousness, no. <laughs> it's better than the first one technically. Yes. The problem with this record is that the production don't fit him. Nope. It's cleaner production. Yeah. The production is much better. The songs are not. No, 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 no. Because he's got like he's got the ghetto fabulous single, which was mm-hmm. produced by Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. uh, featuring Mac Ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And featuring Dr. Dre rhyming too. So yep. it's like he, because he flopped, I think he was on Interscope back then. I yep. think they were connected to, you know, Death Row and all that shit. So they probably were like, yo, Dre, 
save this guy's career. Yeah, give us one. Give us a yeah. Give us a West Coast sounding record, and yep. that that thing was cool. But the rest of the record. It really doesn't hit its mark because the production just does not match what he does. Yeah, and the song "Rat Assassination" wasn't too bad. Yes, yes, you know that was a title track. Title yeah, yeah, track. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was solid, man. But yeah, like it's just he's got a song at the end called "The End," featuring and produced by the RZA. Mm-hmm. That's got a good beat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the end, it's just like, yo, man, you know, you just if you don't if if you'll do an interlude, admitting that you don't care about your production. Yeah, then it's a rap. <laughs> Like, we already know what it is. Like, why are we even having this conversation? Like, you already, we already know. You took it there, you man. You already know. You already told us. You let us know. Track four. How many tracks is left on the album after that? Right, like right. About eight. A lot. A lot. <laughs> you already let us know, like, this is not about the banging your speakers, but Bruh. I can rap. He said, yeah, man. He said, <laughs> I had to write this down. Said, yeah, we heard you was on that old hip hop shit, and your beats was gonna be delicate. And Razcast said, "Beats delicate." So that's what makes Razcast now. The beats, man, fuck a beat. <laughs> mm, <laughs> they proceeds yeah. to rap over some some hot garbage West Coast beat. Yeah, you know, sampling zap, of course. <laughs> that everyone else has already rapped to. But yeah, so that was 2000. And, and this Razzcast made me see something too, that like the guys who don't get it, it take them a while to get it together. Mm-hmm. So like Razzcast, you know, naturally he does, 96 doesn't do do well. 98, he goes for all these collaborations, tries to make this West Coast record in the height of when the West Coast was really cracking mm-hmm. and he couldn't even crack in either. So now he's between a rock and a hard place, gets dropped, disappears for a while, you know, comes back and with a mixtape you know and a mixtape was just finally you know rhyming over decent beats Mm -hmm. because a lot of it was other people's beats Mm -hmm. and even then it wasn't that good it sounded like a lot of fake cash money records beats at the time (laughs) no one wanted to hear that razzcast so i'm looking at his count it took until 2013 before he had a record with good production i haven't even heard it i'm it's called barmageddon nope a terrible named album which i can i'm not mad at anybody who skipped it because of the title <laughs> alone i don't even remember that record came out 2013 that record is solid is it? i don't know about the rhymes okay. i just judge it on production okay the production is far superior to anything he released prior to that interesting so it took him almost 10 years kind of like the royce thing where we're like it took you almost 10 years where you really started hearing how does that happen how does that i don't i don't i don't don't know like (laughs) i don't get it like what do these cats grow up listening to to where i'm a lyricist so what so am i but (laughs) yeah i I do my best to not pick wag beats i might pick some weird shit yeah you know what i'm saying but i try my best like i know what a good beat sound like pretty much you know what I mean? <laughs> I know what a good beat yeah. sound like, and if it ain't hitting me, yeah, then I'm not fucking with it. I don't understand. At least you admit that it can't, that it matters, right? It matters. If you can't even say that production matters, I don't trust you to pick a good beat, man. Because honestly, I want to be able to listen to my songs. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> First and and if I'm rapping over whack beats. I, <laughs> I can't go back and listen to that, even if the rhymes are dope. Like after a while, it's like, okay, I know the verse by heart. If I want to hear the rhymes, then I could just repeat the rhymes to myself. <clears throat> yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, man. Yeah, Razzcast. The, the interlude is worth listening to again. It's so funny because <laughs> it's like, wow, this is foreshadowing. Hey, 
<laughs> he knew what he was up against. He knew. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, number two. Mm, we get into the to the nitty gritty. Everybody should know these last two. Y'all know the last two. Y'all know the last two. We gonna say them anyway. Yep. Number two, Eminem. Never. The gap between his skill and his production. Oh God, it's it's Grand Canyon size. Well, because well, mainly because he does a lot of his own. Right. And he's never really been that good. No, he's okay. He's okay. He's been okay. Just yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, he's got a weird, quirky production style too. Sometimes when he does those real quirky styles, mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, it's real just, bouncy. Yeah, kind of circus like. Yeah, and and it's one of those things where it's almost the opposite. Like we talked about, like he doesn't have a beat that the only beat "Lose Yourself" is the only beat he's got that anybody would sound dope. Oh yeah, that beat is dope. You, me, my mama, your mama. <laughs> All of them that would make a classic dope. song over yes. that beat. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. that, you cannot fuck that song up. Mm-hmm. But you look at like the majority of his catalog, it doesn't have that. Even his singles don't have that. They sound like things that only he can make sound decent. Mm-hmm. But never things where you're just like, oh, wow. Before even rhymes, you're like, what the fuck is this? Right, right. Making a stink face. Yep. You don't make the stink face when his shit comes on. you just like. Never. Oh, I guess he made that work. Yeah. That's how I feel when I listen to his production. It's like he made that work. Yeah. But when you consider how good he is, I guess it's a testament to how good he is that he can make those beats work. I guess so. I guess. But I'm just, but outside of that, nah. Because even listening to his records, like there's other than Lose Yourself. Yeah. There's no songs, honestly, that have memorable beats. Right. There's right. nothing that I remember about the production on yeah. any of his stuff. Even like Stan was okay. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there's, you know, cause of the Dido sample. Um, but there's nothing really yeah. that has any it's like staying power. And, but you remember like songs because of his rhymes right? and what he was talking about and how crazy the shit he was saying was, you don't remember the beats. No, no. You know what I'm saying? You no. don't remember the beats. Like I think about exhibit a, Yes. I think the beat. The beat. Yes. And then I think. Yes. Because before he even rhymes. Oh, that beat drops. It's like, ooh. <laughs> he about to do something. Where is this going? Right. Yeah. And exhibit a, a, a perfect example of mm-hmm. a beat that no one could fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you put an exceptional rapper on it. Uh huh. Classic joint. Classic. Fuck it. Grand slam. <laughs> Grand slam. It's Go like, on. you can't fuck that up. And mm-hmm. so. Anybody could have made a, a, a dope song to exhibit a beat, but mm-hmm. only that cat could right. write that cl- level of classic to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he doesn't have anything like that in his Nothing. catalog. And it's, you know, I know, I know we've talked shit about Eminem on here before, so I ain't gonna go too deep, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, with the jokes. I just think that he's gotta be near the top. He's, I mean, he's not number one. There's someone even worse than him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna get to number one now too. Number you know? one is so depressing. So number one, worst I mean, best rapper with the worst production is Nas. Uchiwali, man. My favorite rapper though. Why you gotta have a worst production? <laughs> Why you gotta do that to him? <laughs> Can I he be had a man? One record. One record with every joint banging. Right. The first. You know, as much as I hate to admit that Jay-Z was right with the ones out of every, yeah, uh, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, he really is like that. That is it. Look, Illmatic 94, A plus mm-hmm. production. Mm-hmm. It was written 96. I gave it a solid B on a production. Yeah. yeah. It just keeps <sighs> declining. Every record, it just gets worse okay. and worse and worse. On I Am 99, 
only good beats in that motherfucker are New York State of Mind, mm-hmm. Nas is like, mm-hmm. and Undying Love, last mm-hmm. song on the record. This is where I start talking about Royce kept making this record his first five records <laughs> yeah, of his Nas career. Yeah, Nas is like Primo <laughs> Joy. <laughs> right. <laughs> tracks two, track seven, and track 14. Primo Joy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yo, Royce is basically Nas, man. <laughs> Without the resurrection, you know what I'm saying? Without oh, figuring it out. Right. Okay, so that's that's 99. So I didn't even realize that he dropped two records in 99. Did he? Nostradamus. Because oh, I guess because of bootlegging shit. I didn't know shit. Nostradamus came out in 99. Yep, and I Am came out in 99. Now, as bad as I Am is. Nostradamus was worse. <laughs> Nostradamus was so <laughs> much worse. worse, man. So much worse. Only Good Beats, Project Window, Come Get Me, Primo Produced. <laughs> That's it. But the rest is. Did you? Um, I, I read an article about that record actually because of the bootlegging shit. Nostradamus was actually supposed to be a concept record. It was supposed to be a double disc. Okay. Where um, it was a story about Nas like um, growing up. It was like supposed to be about his life. Yeah. And the end of the first disc, uh, he dies. Yeah. And the beginning of the second disc is like his afterlife. And he's okay. like, it was supposed to be like this huge like concept record, but a lot of it got leaked. Yeah. And then they reworked the record, turn, took away the whole concept, got mad, you know, other joints that sprinkled in. So it's it feels really um, not put together. The beats are bad. It sounds like a like he's trying to do some commercial shit. Yeah. Like, this just sounds like a bad Tupac record. Oh, God. <laughs> Like, like Royce's bad records sound like bad Nas's records. Nas's bad records sound like bad Tupac records. Yeah, because Tupac picked some bad beats, too. He just wasn't that good of a rapper, so he he can't be on this list. Right, right, right. So, like, that was 99. 2001, Stillmatic. This is only he kind of started caring. And that was only because that beef... If it wasn't for like, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. ether and, and, and get got yourself a gun, yeah, this record would have wouldn't have been good either. This dude basically took from '96 until 2002 with not having a good record produced, and nine, and really he was saved by the lost tapes. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when Jay Z dissing him was the best thing to happen for him. Hell yeah, because it was a little fire under his <laughs> Yeah, he's like, man, I can't keep rapping these <laughs> whack beats. Right. Jay is right. Right. He's talking about my catalog. Yeah. So Nas, so Lost Tapes came out in 2002. Godson came out later in 2002. Mm-hmm. And that's when he finally started getting good beats again. Yeah. Now, ever since then. Well, his last record, kinda, not, the, not, the, not the Kanye one. Yeah. But the one before that. Um, the Good Life. I yeah. Think the good, it, uh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking I about. Think it was, I think that's what it was called. That record was actually yeah, it was pretty good. good. Yeah. He probably had about. Yeah. Yeah. The beat selection was way better. Yeah. On that way record. better. But he, he dropped the ball on the one with Kanye. Yeah. And that production is just like you got Kanye. Him. You got Kanye, but Kanye was also on some. Yeah. You know, uh, it just don't fit him. It's too slow. Yeah. It's don't. Nah. So, so just think about like Nas is definitely the number one guy on this list mm-hmm. because like no rapper, no one else on this list is argued really about being like the goat, right? Constantly, like how can you be the goat and you can't pick a beat? <laughs> you can't pick a beat to save your fucking life, like. It, I mean, I'm wondering. It had to be MC Search in the room yeah. when they was putting he, together he was, Illmatic. He was young enough to where Search probably was just like Primo, give me your best. Mm-hmm. Pete, give me your best. Yeah. Tip, give me your best. Yep. Large Pro, Easy Up. You know, like all those dudes came through. 
I feel like they did that together mm-hmm. because yeah, it definitely wasn't him. Like, and also you gotta understand that record from what I hear of, he had a lot of those rhymes before. He didn't sit there and write a lot of those rhymes to those beats, uh, so he was writing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then they had demo versions of them, and they you know made it better over time. But I think that because they were just like, okay, you got some rhymes. Mm-hmm. Let's just match these with the best beats. We're just going to remix this to some fire. Right. And uh, that's how we got over on that one. Mm. But he's never had producers that dope since that record. Why not? Yeah. Like, this is what I don't understand about this list is that most of these rappers are in that upper echelon of hobnobbing to where I'm sure their phone is full of some of the best producers. And if not, if they hit somebody on twitter or whatever like yo can you send me a couple beats i'm sure it wouldn't be a problem oh it's never a problem i think i think it's just you know they got that rash cast disease man uh, fuck fuck is that what what rash cast is about beats i'm a lyricist even, even black <laughs> thought gets good beats yeah 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 black He's thought knows how i mean he knows how to make a good record yes yeah and if you're just gonna make just gonna rap just pick create shit to rap over just pick flames yeah that's it just pick fire cypher beats, beats. yep <laughs> like the shit that come no on and make people freestyle you know maybe like yep. a four bar change here and there <laughs> yeah yeah so um <sighs> yeah nah so. yeah so that's it that's yeah. number one so he me, is number one so let me read them back man honorable mention was Farrell Monch number eight Joe Button number seven Royce five nine number six Lupe number five Cannabis number four Capadonna Number three, Razzcast. Number two, Eminem. Number one, Nas. Nas, 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 Nas. <laughs> Nas is like <laughs> one of the only good songs on that right, record. Right, Clearly. But yeah, I'll uh, see y'all next week. All right, peace. Bruce. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. Huh?